Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Future Tech podcast series. It's me, Charlie Sell, the Group MD of Arrows Group, where I interview uh, thought leaders, chief of staff, chief people officers, um, CTOs of technical businesses, asking them a bit about their story, things that are passionate to them, relevant to our STEM listeners, and also some career advice. So really pleased to have Salma de Graaf with me today. Salma is the Chief People Officer of Travix. Travix is a global online travel agent. Um, their brand names uh, will be a lot more uh, well known to you guys um, than Travix as the, as the company. Um, and we'll go into that a little bit with a part of the podcast as they really are quite an inspiring company and, and one that I've known now for, for probably over seven years. So, so know quite intimately in regards to their investment into international um, culture, diversity, inclusion, as well as the technology that they invest in. So, so hi, Salma, really pleased to have you on the show. Yeah, thanks very much, Charlie. Good to be here. Great. You can see I've got my uh, puppy in my hands at the moment, so I'm a little bit hands-full. So. <laughs> we, we were literally just saying that, weren't we? How, um, you know, life of lockdown is if it's not kids, it's puppies, and if it's not puppies, it's something going on in the house. But uh, but we've all evolved and adapted, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a challenge, I can say, but you're getting used to it every day. That's it, that's it. So let's jump straight in and ask you a bit about your story, how you actually got into being the Chief People Officer and, and moved into working for tech businesses. Yeah, well, it's maybe an, an unusual route um, into a career, although everybody has their story, of course. I was actually a maths graduate by, by bachelor's. Um, and so my early days were, you know, you come out of university as I did with a maths degree, and um, it felt like either teaching or accounting. So I joined, I started out as an accountant, which ended up not being for me. So um, that wasn't a personality uh, match or click for me. And what I was doing there for those guys was also selling their services to new clients. And I, it turned out I was much better at sales. So I moved from accounting to a first brewery. Um, and in those days, it was Bass Brewery, selling beer on the phone, um, turned out really good at sales and so get, took a fast track promotion through sales ending managing large sales teams um, in the telesales environment and and there you're doing then a lot of training a lot of recruitment so I moved from that brewery to another one called Scottish and Newcastle and for those of you in the UK you probably have enjoyed their brands like Strongbow and Carling and um, um, uh, that's not the right right Strongbow and Foster's Sorry, Carling was from Vasper's days. Um, and then and now I was training again, salespeople working for the big supermarkets. Um, and from there, you're doing a lot of coaching, a lot of one-to-one. -one. And so I ended up, um, the company I was working for introduced a sort of a HR business partner model. And I ended up um, moving into one of their HR business partner roles and pursuing my master's in HR and doing my chartered professional exams and Heineken brought that brewery um, at that time and Heineken as I'm sure you're much more a much bigger brand 80,000 employees in those days across many countries and they had a project in their head office which was HR commercial based so they were looking for somebody with a sales background and a HR background so they took me on my first international assignment over to the Netherlands 
and um, and from there I worked for the brewery across a number of countries, South America, Suriname, in Africa, in Ethiopia, um, and then um, having one child and picked up a Dutch husband on my travels um, later was after about nearly 20 years in the brewing industry, um, was looking to settle in a country and not be an expat anymore. And then also looking for an industry change. And so I was very targeted on what I wanted. And that, and I really was looking for tech companies. And that's how I found Travix as a tech company, whilst it's an OTA, an online travel agent. So you might think of it as a travel organization. Because it's online, it really feels more like an e-commerce um, organization and then the culture match has just been um, a click from the start it's I think you know people talk about fast-paced and dynamic and I think any company that you work in you feel like it's fast-paced and dynamic until you're actually in a really um, um, volatile industry like travel you know you're such at the whim of anything happening in the world whether it's exploding volcanoes or um, earthquakes or weather fronts or um yeah new airlines or pandemics or you know there's there's so much that can impact your customers and um whether that's the customers sitting on the planes or the airlines themselves and so it's been um it's been quite a journey and that's that's how i ended up in the in uh, in hr and tech yeah wow and then you know what what i loved about that is, is one of the things that i talk a lot to stem graduates about is don't don't be afraid to change either you know there's no longer a career for life unlike our, our parents generation and i think yeah. you're living proof of that where you started in accounting moved into selling beer evolved into yeah. hr sales and, and then moved into tech and and i imagine throughout that journey every skill that you've learned you've been able to then um uh transform it or or take it through to to where you want your path to go yeah i mean you have to think like hr business partner was just not even a thing then when i was at university it wasn't well maybe it was i don't know but it wasn't a topic i'd ever heard of yeah. it wasn't a popular field and i think you know i'm in maybe a more traditional um function whereas if you're in um technology or data or things that the movement of those job roles, the types of work, the possibilities that technology gives to those positions means that you need to be flexible because likelihood of you doing a job in 10 years that you've never heard of is very high. So, mm. um, you know, it's it's both finding the possibility of being open um, to where your skills, it's, yeah. you know, it's also about where your skills lie and and that combination of hard work. I think my husband and I talk about that quite a lot because he's also in STEM. He's a data analyst. And um, how would I say this? Like IQ wise, probably much higher IQ and things at school and university came very easily. And then that means that perhaps that sort of fight or the, the hard working piece doesn't really get developed through your academia if you're really naturally um, brilliant and I think a lot of um, graduates that you meet especially in STEM naturally high IQ yeah. um, people and really academic you know very much looking for the where did this come from how is it researched what's the data sources um, and and I think that sort of tenacity or flexibility 
um, for being open to change or wanting to be explore and see where where roles can take you can be can be an undervalued skill actually yeah and that's a really really good uh, good way of, of of putting it where you you are so right in technology and especially within data and then the more scientific parts of technology the the iq um uh and and and, and levels of intelligence are are what people thrive and have done very well within the universities and school being able to find a company and show that you can change evolve develop that that's a skill that the as early as you can start developing that the better really isn't it it's it's yeah, something exactly. that we all look it's difficult because our education system doesn't encourage it so you're mm. really rewarded for your ability to understand and know and um follow logic processes so the entire education process in that sense is really rewarding that behavior um, and then on top of that, when you come into the working environment, it's not only that, but then and 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 on top of that, you're either looking for people skills, the EQ element, typically, as you get promoted, that often can include ending up with managerial responsibility. Mm -hmm. um, and, and those don't tend to go hand in hand or certainly haven't been part of what's been rewarded um, throughout that um just throughout that education process and system yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah that's a really valid point and moving on thinking about the one of the things i've always loved about travix and as i said knowing the company for as, as long as i have is the, the genuine international culture and, and and it's probably no surprise that's why the headquarters are in amsterdam which is one of the most international cities um in in, in europe if not the world um so when you're thinking about the teams and the culture and, and when you're bringing on people from super intelligent backgrounds all the way through to, to the people working probably in support and, 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 and even the guys and girls um, in, in many of the other divisions, what, what are the advantages and what are the challenges of building an international business and, and, and the people aspects that you've experienced? Yeah, it's a good question, Charlie. It's, um, we are genuinely international. And what do I mean by that? You know, we have about 55 nationalities, even um, if you just focus that on our employees in the Netherlands, which is approximately 200, to have 55 nationalities of those 200 just genuinely shows to what extent uh, we are truly international. The benefits, of course, is that, you know, our customers with flights, so you're dealing with customers from all over the world. So our employee mix genuinely has a reflection about our customer mix. You're often the, some of the technology skills that we're also getting are skills that people have learned themselves and perhaps not even through a formal education process, but are people that have been coding since they were 10, 13, developing small programs and then practicing that. And so they're, they're quite tricky skills to find. Actually, people that have a genuine passion and that's what we're looking for all the time. So the diversity, like actively seeking for people and then broadening out your horizons. The Netherlands allows us to do that because it allows us to bring in skilled workers. And, and we need that possibility to do it. The downside of it is, you, you know, I'm, you can hear from my voice that I'm from um, the UK and um, Birmingham specifically, if anybody's from there. 
Um, and English, therefore, is my first language and native language. And one of the things that you underestimate or presume is that perhaps English is a second language. Well, it's often for our employees a third or fourth language, actually. So, you know, making communication simple, that it's communication is to be understood and to share ideas and to go backwards and forwards. It's not about grammar, fancy words. Um, and, and that's a bit of a shift, you know, in terms of the way that our expectations are. Um, we're, like I said, we're very fast. So you need to be able to put your ideas down correctly, succinctly in a clear way, but it doesn't need to be beautiful. You know, so those formatting, the things that you can expect in large organisations, which spend a lot of time doing, that's not important. What's important is, is it the correct idea is it sound is it business sense can it be understood the other side of it is that you end up with pockets so let's say if a technology team you have like you have it's it's almost like the world you'll have like pockets of teams that are from brazil or turkey or spain or spanish speaking not even from spain but spanish speaking or french speaking and then they create small internal communities too and at travix we sort of ended up we bring specialists in and they come, they're people that are adventurous coming from over the world, maybe taking their first assignment. So not only are they joining a great company, but they're finding sort of family. And even when they move on from us, they've often made their first international friends and community with us. And that's a really big plus. But so some of the upsides and downsides are often to do with language and communication yeah. and the sort of pockets of subculture that that can create. Yeah, and I think that's a really good point because as a as a personality type, you you have to be someone who genuinely wants to work in an international environment, don't you? To to be able to embrace, you know, the the the, the few challenges to then really capitalise on the on the benefits. I, I remember. Yeah. You know, and I, I lived in Holland for seven years and, and my friends, my international friends are still my friends today. And they'll probably be my lifelong friends, even though everyone's moved all around the world again, because you, yeah. you build those connections with people when you are in a different environment. And it's such an enriching experience. You know, I didn't take my first international assignment until I was, I think, my early 30s. And then I was thinking, why didn't somebody tell me? how brilliant yeah. this is and I should have done it after university or in my 20s but it also um, means that you'll have experiences that perhaps some of your home family and friends don't share and it's difficult to articulate sometimes what's challenging about um, moving away and then also coming home I think it's yeah. also challenging when I come home and you can see I still speak about home England just being yeah, home yeah. But, coming home and and then um you know the things i appreciate so much is around safety and education and healthcare and a lot of people where i'm from are from very you know privileged backgrounds and taking those things for granted and then you're like well it's not it's not a for granted you know this is these are the important things in life yeah yeah and again when you learn that by by meeting people from different countries who, who give you first hand education yeah. about how they've been brought up or the, the world that they've come from the the level of humility goes to another level doesn't it and the level of understanding yeah. i guess um, i think it's that it's the level of understanding yeah. you know the to, to how much empathy you can have and really feeling 
um that the people that you meet you know I've got, I've got a daughter she's seven and we you know we we talk about things we went to Paris last year and there was somebody living we passed somebody living on the street and just talking about you know how is it that people can be in that situation and feeling that it can it it can be a step away from everybody and so to really appreciate what it is that your education can bring so you know what opportunities they can can allow you to what extent it's important to take care of yourself emotionally physically how you know look after your body yeah. <laughs> do eat well exercise you know and like I say it all sounds very yeah sure whatever but you know you you see people like that and it, it's it's not because I think in the most majority of cases that something extreme happened it's a set of continuous circumstances um that would have worked against um, yeah. and, and so it's you know really when when you get to meet people from all around the world and get to live in other countries it's been something i've loved and enjoyed doing and wish i'd done um earlier somebody yeah. has encouraged me to do earlier yeah yeah and again i, I just couldn't agree with you more so moving on to our, our, our last part of the podcast, which is our career advice for, for, for our STEM listeners. And, and obviously, um, Travix being, you know, one of the most highly regarded employers in, in Amsterdam. And you've, you've recruited across all levels from, from, from graduates and interns um, all the way through to, to senior level roles. When you've been looking at the, the graduate intakes, what, what's the one or two pieces of advice you can give our listeners on, on how they could maybe stand out or... or or get really, yeah, well, stand out, I guess, when, when looking to wanting to join a business like Travix? So there's a couple of things that are easy to do. And one is genuinely being interested in the companies that you're applying for. So it's not that, you know, somebody says, why are you applying for this company? That you have to be, you know, yes, this is the only job I want. But just being interested in what is it that that organisation does. Um, and you can tell immediately when you're interviewing somebody, if they've taken even 10 minutes, half an hour to do some Google research and look up either yourself on LinkedIn or yep. the company or both, both is, you know, be interested in the people that you're meeting and the organization that you're working for. And then the second part of it is really about that sort of leaning in and engagement. So um, not, uh, how can I say this? So, um, I think I sort of mentioned it at the beginning that the sort of intellectual credibility that you're coming with, that's there and that's on your CV, but it's not going to be the only thing that pushes you across the bar. So you've, you've also got to show interest, ask questions, and it's not about being an extrovert. So what I'm, what I'm not sort of saying is you've got to be um something that you're not um it's not about charisma it's more about genuine curiosity and interest showing that you are up for that flexibility and change because a job description you know you put out a job description of course to to hire against but as i mentioned our roles change so frequently that very rarely do your job descriptions feel like they're an exact match for the environment and the experience and of course it should be a fairly close match but it's looking for people that are open to change to challenge put themselves forward and that's in a way that um, you, you can only assess that from 
the, the questions that they ask you, the engagement that they show in those meetings. Mm-hmm. So an interview is really an opportunity for us as a company to sell the company and the job, mm-hmm. but for the person to just show a genuine interest because we appreciate graduates aren't coming with experience. So you're not looking for a CV full of experience. You're looking for a person full of curiosity mm-hmm. and full of interest, you know, um, and that sort of um putting their hand up for giving ideas you know not sitting on thoughts that could be really critical to the business but being able to to say the thing that's uncomfortable or maybe not wanting to be heard but um using their knowledge and data to to put their hand up and say it when we need it yeah and i i think both those points are 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 really really valid you know the the showing that natural interest in a company and and making making sure that you're not coming across as 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 looking at a thousand companies with now spamming your your interest in and it's and it's more of an academic exercise than it is about it's better to identify two or three employers you you really like the look of and, and you, you've done the research on the culture, their brand as much as you can to, to show that extra level of of interest, isn't it? And and I, I couldn't agree with your second point. To, to ask questions, you don't need to be an extrovert and you don't need to be false to your 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 your, your natural personality, but but to ask questions and to be curious and and to show that you you're wanting to build a career or or at least take add value to to an employer and and get value given back I think just goes so far in an interview exactly you know we're not looking for people that want to step into our organization and stay there for 20 years you know we're you're not expecting that type of commitment from people but you do want you know what what we do famously is offer really fast international um, environment and we offer fast growth so our employees typically are getting promoted every 12 months and you know therefore you're wanting people that are up for that that are ready to put themselves forward Um, and and you can only assess that by by the questions that they ask you by the interaction that you have in that moment yeah yeah and again and you know and i can absolutely uh qualify that because i again as i mentioned we've been working together for sort of seven years and it's people we placed at, at engineer levels with travix only three or four years ago who are now the leads uh, the the, yeah. the the directors uh, heading up the whole division so that that rapid growth is absolutely genuine um yeah. within a business like yours um yeah and it's developing people. Continuous development, I think, is a responsibility of both uh, the employee but the company as well. And if you're both investing in that, you're you're going to get the best out of each other for, without exactly. your career. And you're trying to offer a choice to yeah. people as well. So, like I mentioned, often growth can can come with people management, and mm-hmm. that's not for everybody. So you're also trying to offer a choice that you can grow as an expert or you can grow as a, as a manager. Um, And sometimes you need to dip your toe in the water to find out, you know, to what extent do I enjoy coaching and developing and um, handling all the everyday questions that also come with people management, you know, so, and you don't often know it until you've tried it. So we're also trying to offer two tracks that cover both expertise and um, leadership 
Yeah. Um, and and off, you know, often leadership is is put out there as as the only way to grow your career, and that's 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 not the case. Yeah, yeah, and again, another really really good point. So, Summer, can you believe that? So that's that's our podcast coming coming to an end. Another episode, and I could talk to you for hours about. Well, you know, I think we share that love of the international environment, but also, you know, how graduates can can you know, people showing that natural interest, being inquisitive. And, and again, your last point being super valid, that not it's not just about going into management and leadership roles, you can go into expertise roles as well. So so companies that offer people career tracks that, that not only push them, but also um, give them a vehicle to, to perform in their own way um, is what it's all about, I guess. And then again, as I say, something I've loved about Travis as, as long as I've known you. Um, so Salma, thank you so much. That's uh, another episode. How did you find it? Yeah, you're welcome, Charlie. It's always, you know, nerve-wracking talking, and I'm holding the sleeping dog at the time. <laughs> it's, well, it's so important to us. It's just, you know, finding the new talent and helping and encouraging them to take those first steps. You hear how difficult it's been, especially through these last couple of years with mm-hmm. companies having to downsize and therefore the competition for positions. But, you know, the graduates always have a fresh perspective that's interesting. They're coming out with new ideas and um, without a history and a backlog. And that's so valuable. And they, they shouldn't underestimate to what extent they're an asset yeah. Um, to organizations and really just go go for it go out there and approach people approach jobs approach companies yeah well and on that really positive note again thank you and to all our listeners that's another episode of the future tech podcast series the podcast is on our landing page arrowspodcasts.com it's also on the career portals of our 17 university partners and on spotify google and apple so one more time a thank you to salma and to everyone listening here's another episode and look forward to speaking to you all next time